This week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast is brought to you by Caveman Chuck's Paleo Exercise Plan. You may be eating like a caveman on the paleo diet, but are you exercising like one? Well, it's time to up your game with Caveman Chuck's Paleo Exercise Plan. Join Chuck on his 1,000-acre ranch down in Texas and get ready to burn calories as you try to escape from Chuck's menagerie of dangerous predators. Want to get that beach body fast? Try out running a tiger. Want to build some muscle? See if you can out-wrestle an orangutan who is guarding the way out of a room filled with poisonous snakes. Want a snack? Well, you're going to have to quickly swim through a lagoon filled with alligators to get it. Caveman Chuck's Paleo Exercise Plan is guaranteed to help you lose weight or make you die trying. Reserve your exercise experience of a lifetime today at CavemanChucks.com. Choose your 30-day exercise plan and enter the code MINDGAP at checkout to get a get-out-of-danger emergency flare free with your exercise experience. Get your body back to the Stone Age with the Caveman Chuck's Paleo Exercise Plan. Hey, dorks. Just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Welcome back to another week of Mind Gap Podcast. Justin and I get to work discussing the news about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, how we judge a movie's success based on its box office haul, and how there are absolutely amazing and creative fans out there who are creating better special effects than the actual movie studios. So go get your popcorn, open up Box Office Mojo, and get ready to do some amazing color correction in episode 252 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. I'm going to get in my car and get ready to get the show on the road. See ya. And that's how we start. <laughs> Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs> that's how we start right there. <laughs> Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And that still kind of feels weird to do that again. Like, we didn't do that for the Doesn't longest time. I know it's like... Here we are. We're doing it. Kind of like, are we doing it again now? Is that official? I guess. We're a All thing right, now. I'm into it. We're a thing. I like it. We're we're Facebook official, so we're a thing. We're a thing now, y'all. Yeah. We're a thing now, y'all. Hey, y'all. You know we're, we're a thing. You know what I'm saying? We're um, a thing. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, how's, how's, uh, before we get into it, a couple of housekeeping things. Yeah. I just want to get, 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 I just want to say, uh, don't it's forget, guys. order, Doug. We've got uh, we've got some shirts and some merch. Uh, you should check out at teespring.com slash stores slash 2E, the number 8. That's teespring.com slash stores slash the number 2, the letter E, the number 8. We've got a couple designs up there. We've got our classic Mind Gap logo. We've got the I Will Haunt Your Butt. I uh, Will Haunt Your Butt. That's a t-shirt. We've got a retro uh, or a kind of a, a retro-themed uh, podcast it's actually kind of like the brain that's 
down. I can never figure out which where to point there. There we go. Down there. Right there. <laughs> that brain. Yeah. Uh, we've got that too. And we've got some other things coming on the pipeline. So go check that out. If you're on Twitch right now, just head down straight down below. You'll find the little box. You can order your shirt now. It'll come right to your door. Convenience at your fingertips. For the first time ever, apparel can come to you. Never and before never. This, this pandemic could that happen. Never before in the history of humans has this ever happened. Mind Gap right. brought it to you now. So Remember that. Remember that. Um, when you create our Wikipedia page, remember that. That's right. And also, uh, you know, in case you don't know, uh, we do a video game stream every Saturday at <laughs> at 8 p.m. Central Time right here at twitch.tv slash podcast. Uh, Slotty Bartfast, welcome, sir, says T-shirts were previously only delivered by Canon. That's absolutely accurate. T-shirt Canon. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That's very, very funny. Um, we had a really good time last Saturday. Uh, we did Dungeons & Dragons, the fantasy board game, starring uh, Mr. Justin Strandlin right here. Justin. Hey. What'd you think, yes. man? It was fun, man. Yeah? It was It was a good time. Uh, even though, as uh, a few people pointed out, so someone came in late, and they're like, I'm late, what I miss? And uh, <laughs> someone goes, let me recap for you. They They took 40 minutes to walk through a room with no monsters, they took a couple potions, and now we're here. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and so it was off to a slow start, I'll say. We were getting back in the groove. It's okay, though. Duffy's 91. Welcome, sir. Thank you for loving our stream. We love you, too. And thanks for always sharing on social media. We appreciate you. Well, I'll say this much. That first room you went into was full of traps. There was 10 traps in there. And you all Jeez. navigated really, pretty well. Did we? We got We uncovered five or six, I think. Fancy Robin TV, hello, and welcome. Well, we're in those potions. Well, Justin, do you remember what the potions were? There was one about a soft hand, I think. The potion <laughs> of the soft gloved hand. It was not one. It was, was, it was the forceful hand. It was, oh, sorry. The forceful hand. It was the potion of the forceful hand. It said... Lotion of the forceful hand. I the lotion it. of the forceful hand. It said, he pauses, approaches the goblin from behind, says, hey, Gobby. We yeah. definitely fought a lot of goblins. We. I didn't, you guys fought them. I just put them on the board. What was our potions? There was one that, that you could move the enemy anywhere in the room that you wanted. That was the there forceful was another hand. One that was the, the gloved hand. Um... There was another one that was uh, ah fuck. Honestly, I don't remember. I'm I'm gonna That's sit cool. here and I'm gonna make things up. I don't remember. Well, here's the thing. You're you're a wise man to uh have to, to put that out of your mind. It's not important, but <laughs> you still do it. You know, and uh, I appreciate that. But I had a lot of fun. It was very fun. Too. You guys were great. Uh, I put together a little highlight reel of that. You can find that on our YouTube page right now of just some yeah. bits and stuff that was happening. It was extremely extremely uh entertaining uh we're getting some hydration here it's good it's yes. hot it's hot as balls in my room it always is is it mm. i figured out i figured out a always. way to change the fan speed on my ac unit the we've got like the one that runs across the wall and i can turn it low so it's not picked up by the mic but it's still on so my room is very comfortable i mean i've got a vent right under my my legs by my crotch but it's yes. still with the lights and stuff it gets i run hot anyway so yes <laughs> doug well, just yeah, from his gpu 
You run hot, plus you've got a gigantic uh, disco dance party computer underneath your desk. I do. It's just nonstop spinning. And it's you've got all, all the time lights just on you now. Putting out the vibes. I don't know what computers do. That's what we need on here. We need a disco theme. We need a dance a dance track that we can play. Yeah, right. That'd be I'm going to look that up for the soundboard you for do the that. next time. You do that for yeah. next time. Um, but but uh, I, I had yeah, a really good time. Yeah. You guys were great. You were wonderful. I cannot wait for the next adventure. Is the it next be adventure? Even the next adventure is the farthest that I've ever gotten, like with oh, anybody. Oh, so really, I'm curious to see how you guys do with it. I think it'll be interesting, <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. It'll be fun. It'll be really, really. As fun. long as we have Eric to lead us, I'm very comfortable. Eric will be there. So Eric, um, Eric has us locked the fuck down. He <laughs> has base. us all right. <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be great yeah. we won't be doing that again until probably after fourth of july uh so if you guys are curious but um it's gonna be great adventure three is gonna be a wild one i can tell you yeah. that right now and so. then after this that's when we level up right you have to finish level you have to finish adventure four and then you level up oh all these all these hooks i don't know if i agree with it there's all these catches now <laughs> there are things yes absolutely and uh, the next one, so this coming Saturday, which is uh, June 27th, I'm going to be playing Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, which is a role-playing game, single player. But uh, if you're interested in role-playing games, it's one of my favorite ones. Uh, it was recommended by my brother. Uh, fantastic game. It's it's very engaging, very fun. It's very Dungeon and Dragon esque, but it's it's just super entertaining. So if you're you guys want to come watch me play, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm thinking about creating a, a character off of Slotty, um, which I think would be interesting. I'm gonna because you can have up to four people in your party. I'm thinking about making I don't know Slotty if you're around, help me create your character, man. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> think about what you want right. to be. We'll run through it all. It'll be it'll be a blast. So. Dave is asking, did they release downloadable content for it yet? I think so. I think there was some stuff they released for it, and I think it's free. So, I don't know. I don't think That's right in my price range. So, a smartass? Absolutely. It'll definitely yeah. be a smartass. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, I'm super excited to play. It's one of my favorite games. It's super fun, and uh, we'll have a good time with it. So I love it. Check us out, Sounds baby. Like Saturday yeah. nights. Y'all ain't doing shit anyway. I don't want to hear about Phase 4 of your states opening up and all that sort of shit. I don't want to hear about it. Stay in. Be safe. With, Online. with Uncle Doug. <laughs> Online on this stream, we're in phase six. So come and hang out in phase six. That's right, virtually. baby. Phase yeah. fucking six. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. So, And I just want to say thank you again, Justin, for participating in the Dungeons and Dragons uh, stream, Uncle Doug's Puzzle Basement. I don't know, man. I love that and hate that at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Slotty, that I would not ever set foot in a place that was called Uncle Doug's Puzzle but Basement. But what if we just put a what if we put a clown on the marquee? Would that make it better? Not even a little. <laughs> not even a little bit. Hey, welcome to Uncle like Doug's it. Puzzle Basement. It's that a heck of a time. Good luck trying to find your way out. Sounds like an escape room that no one wins. Yeah, right. Except Uncle Doug. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That Not sounds awesome. That. You won't wear any clothes and you'll cry. <laughs> that, that sounds exactly like what I picture Uncle Doug's puzzle basement to be. Yeah, I mean. Without a shadow of a doubt. You don't need the weight of the world on your shoulders, you know, to keep you from solving these puzzles, you know? You got to go free, <laughs> you know? Free your bide body. I said bod. Free your bod and your mind will follow. 
I think that's how it goes. There's a I heard that in a song one time. Yeah. Free your body yeah. and your mind will follow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is my pleasure. I'm glad uh I'm glad you talked me into doing this because I have for a long time quite again, like the only reference that I have is is Stranger Things and uh that one episode of community. So I've seen it. I know it's a thing. I know people who are into it are really into it. I've just never had the opportunity to be into it. And so it's it's interesting to see, even if it's a light version, it's very interesting to see what I'm kind of, what 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 everyone's buzzing about. Yeah. Again, I like the light version because it's it's it holds your hand in a lot of good ways. Like there's not a yeah. whole lot of other stuff. It's obviously a great visual for you to see what's happening and stuff. And um, I'm just having a blast, so I'm glad you're a part of it. I'm glad Sam and Jared and uh, Eric are a part of it, too. It's been super fun. And honestly, I've enjoyed uh, folks like Pelkey, Slotty, Sirloin, Decocron84, everyone just hanging out while it's happening is the best. And most of the – there's a lot of bits in that highlight reel that came from comments from the Twitch stream. So yeah. thank you all, as always. Yeah. You guys are the goddamn best. You, I mean, Slotty essentially coined the Dungeon Karens, so, which is the right. game – that's the group's name moving forward. adventure name, yeah. So there you go. It's 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 on. It's, it's off. It's popping. It's happening. Uh, so that's Saturdays, 8 p.m., twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Come hang out. Be part of the cool kids, you know? Do it. Yeah. Do what I'm saying. Do what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, real quick, real quick, I want to talk about something just kind of like a little bit of carryover from last week, because originally this news came from the one and only Rob Ballmeyer. Uh, as, as a follow-up, he was like, hey, guys, did you see this? Yes, and a, according to uh, things, you know, like the Hollywood Reporter, Michael Keaton is in talks to return as Batman for the Flash <laughs> movie. So here we go. My gut reaction in the text was, dear God, why? (laughs) Right. And and, and you know what? You are 100% correct for feeling that. (laughs) Because I mean, not wrong. I mean, I know they're doing the flashpoint uh, paradox and I, it sounds like they're essentially aiming to reboot everything through this flash movie. Or to basically open it up so that they're like, hey, it's kind of a shared universe, but it's a paradox. Multiverse. All these things right. can exist because it's, uh, who knows, right? Um, but I'll say this much. This I love Michael Keaton. Mary pass. I love Michael Keaton. I loved him in Birdman. I loved him in the recent Spider-Man movie with yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, he's a phenomenal actor, and I wouldn't mind seeing him again in this iteration as Batman you know, uh, just not Tim Burton's because I'll be curious to see <laughs> how he I, plays I it. I want to know, does he show up in a rubber suit? Like, is it old school, like his yeah. Batman? Cause the other, the, the two things that that article goes into that they said they could, how they could play. This is one where he plays, uh, Bruce Wayne, but in that alternate timeline, uh, it's, um, Thomas Wayne. Who's actually Batman. True. Slotty so has a, he's lived, Go ahead. Sorry, no, you had. You finish. No, I was just saying. So he's lived that life, you know, a, around a Batman, but not being the Batman. And then the other one that it goes into is potentially he's training the next, the the next person to take up that mantle. Yeah, he's passing that along, and that could then maybe bring in the multiverse. Maybe it's just a straight. Here's here's why Joseph Gordon Levitt didn't die because he got <laughs> trained by Michael Keaton. I don't know. Hey, I'd like I'd like to have that plot hole filled with that. That'd be great. I'd love for what? Michael Keaton to fill that hole. That'd be awesome. Right? 
Love um, Cochran Cochran. 4 says he read that they want him to be the Nick Fury of the DC EU, which I've heard also, which would be kind of strange, but what the, um, the thing that ties like the Nick Fury in the sense that he shows up in every movie then, or that he's more or less sort of orchestra. I don't even know what that fucking means. now that you mentioned, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, or maybe he's playing thick Nuri. <laughs> Kind of like Slade, Slade, uh, Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson. Slade, yeah, exactly. I love uh, Saudi says if anybody can pull off multiverse time travel reboot, it's clearly the people steering the ship at DCEU. <laughs> Itoyo Seven says plot twist: he shows up as Vulture. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and I think D. Cochran also says I think that makes the Tim Burton Batman universe canon. And he would be the guy who organizes the DCEU and the Justice League. I'm like, I, everything I, right there, I'm like. I, the thing is, it, there, I, as, as interested as I'm about as interested in this as I am in seeing Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And that's about where my interest begins and ends because. I can't not see this as just a Hail Mary pass. Yeah. No, for I them agree. going, uh, maybe this? I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. Like, I know that Batman movie was beloved by a lot of people because it was kind of like, it was one of those milestones, right? And we think about superhero movies and what it was able to accomplish commercially and all that sort of stuff. Like, it was pretty powerful. But if you go back and rewatch it, in my opinion, it hasn't really aged well. Like it's, it's got a weird feel to it for me, and um, it's just I don't know. I, I I guess at the time it was it was pretty cool, right? Because we hadn't seen a Batman like that on the screen. No, not at all. Because I mean, it was just I Adam West stuff, you know. I was gonna say the last thing we came from was 1966. At that point, yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing we had. So at that point, it was like, whoa, serious Batman, woo! You know, right. it was like it had a very interesting feel to it and everything. But but Bruce Wayne, Wayne is weird. In that movie, um, just I don't know, just a lot of weird aspects to it. And I feel like we've gotten to a good place with Batman, and then we've kind of you know gone some different ways with it too. So it it, it would just be hard to bring that back in. It's just it seems like <laughs> they've got someone chained in a basement somewhere, and they're like, until you give us a good idea, we're not going to let you out. And they're like, oh no, man, bring my uncle Keaton in. He's cool. He was Birdman. Birdman's cool. He won an Oscar. Get him back in. People love that movie. Let me go, please. <laughs> They're in Uncle Doug's puzzle I, basement, you know. And I was looking for a sound effect of uh, electric because I can just see him like he's hooked up to like a car battery. He's like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's like Michael Keaton. No, I don't know. It's like Michael or uh, Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. He's chained up and under the water, and they're just hitting him right. with electric, electrical stuff. Right. He's like, I don't know, Michael Keaton, man. Get him in there. They're like, that's crazy, and then they step back. They're like, that actually may work. We'll I don't see. know. What do you think? Maybe Michael Keaton? Yeah, keep him chained up. Okay, yes. so we'll keep him chained Let's up. We'll what, let him go, yeah. maybe, if it works. Maybe. We'll it's see just... what the box office numbers say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, the thing the thing that uh, we watched, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a couple months before we went into lockdown, at one of the ICMCs, we watched uh, that Batman, the original Batman. And just to see, like, again, kind of, did, does it hold up? Like, is it as good as we all remember? And while we were all like, oh, nostalgia. Oh, I remember that line. And oh, you know, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and all those fun things. And, you're, and then you actually watch the movie beginning to end. 
and you take the nostalgia out of it. And you're like, okay, that was a thing that happened. It's so, so steeped in 1980s. Yeah. Like it could not be more 80s if it tried to be more 80s. Yeah. Itoyo 7 says. I think says, that's the thing that doesn't age well about it. Itoyo 7 says, now Lego Batman time would be really impressive. <laughs> In my list, Lego comes before Keaton. Just saying. I agree, man. That um, The Lego Batman movie is phenomenal. I love it. I have not seen that. I absolutely honest. love it. Like, it is so goddamn good. Like, yeah. It's, it's like one of those perfect kids movies. Like, I try to get Natalie to watch it, but she's just not into it. She'll watch the. The regular Lego movie, I'm like, hey, what yeah. about Batman Lego movie? She's like, no. I'm like, come on, it's good. Yeah, it's got so many great references in it. It's so fun. It's got so many great references. It's, You'll like it. It's Please phenomenal. Like it. It's such a great yeah. take on everything. Like, it's so good. But it's just one of those things where I mean, I don't know. It's so weird to see DC like just trying to like they've got the defibrillator on this on this stuff and they're like. <laughs> Live, right. damn it! Live! Live. Like, again, yeah. we went through the, the, the movie slate of stuff now, which I know could possibly be unpaused with the pandemic and stuff like that, and we'll yeah. see what actually comes out. But it's like, man, like what what are they what do they think's gonna happen here? Like what do you think they're actually gonna do? And, and I don't know, man. It just seems like it's a real I mean, financially it has to be worth something, right? Because they keep making it. That has to be the whole point of this, right? Well, the thing is that you look at the Suicide Squad, as shitty as that movie was, it brought in money. Yeah. People want to see it, you know? Justice League brought in money. It did. Batman v Superman brought in money. All of these movies are coming up net positive. So, it, it, why, like, again, sure, you're tainting your reputation, but the heads of the studios don't give a flying fuck about that. Because as they, as they have this intellectual coming. property, right? You know, that they're right. they're licensing and it's going to come with merchandising. And it's going to come with all this sort of stuff that's going to make Absolutely. it worth their while. So and they know that there's a small it. section of fans that you and I have talked about that are not like uber, you know, movie nude news nerds who will just go and see it and go, that was fun. Yeah. Which, again, nothing wrong with that, but those are the people that they're banking on. It's the people who are the fans of the source material and really like a cohesive universe and story. Those are the people that it's going to bother, but I feel like those are the very, very much the minority. Yeah. Yeah, and, and D. Cochran 84 says, yeah, but those movies eat up movie release dates, studio time, directors, actors, etc. that could be used in other more financially savvy <laughs> ways. Because I agree, because... Yes. I don't know about that. Those movies, those movies make money, but is it enough to justify the cost? But at what well, cost do they make money? <laughs> let's let's find out. Let's uh, let's take a look at some of the numbers. Uh, well, I know Justice League is a real. I think that one was in the seven hundred millions. Um, so let's see here. Uh, we're gonna go. Let's just start with Justice League then. Sly says if they get one good one in every five, it breathes enough life back in the universe to make another five make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's how it feels. Oh, wow. Box Office Mojo got fully purchased by IMDb, and they have changed their site. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I don't even know where to find how much it was made for anymore. This, Oh, wow. This definitely looks different. Guys, I apologize. Uh, this is going to be us fumbling through here for a little bit. So worldwide, this one made $657 million. That's really Ask- bad. That's really bad for a Justice League movie. 
Right. But again, why can't I find how much it costs to make? <laughs> well, they may not list it. This is horrible. They may not list it here. That had to be a $200, $200 million movie. Or it had to be between 150 and 200 million. It had to be. Oh, I fully agree. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let's uh, Justice League film. Here we go. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba and they're going to put an additional 30 million back into it for the Snyder Cut. Uh, they're reporting the budget is $300 million. So they made, now that's not with P&A. Nope. Also factored in. So usually they say however much the budget was, factor the an equal amount to P&A. And now we're at 600. So they made maybe. So you're going to, you're going to spend $600 million to make 57 million. Like. <clears throat> so that one might not have been a great. <laughs> But again, what other one do we have? Uh, hold on, hold I mean, on, hold on. Suicide Batman Squad. <laughs> I'll do Batman v Superman. All right. Suicide Squad. What do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Box office. Budget yeah, was 175. Box office was 746. See, that's pretty that good. One, again, even that if one you, made a pretty, yeah. Even if you double it, you know, it's. Yeah. Where do you find the costs on here? I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. I need time to digest I, the box office mojo now. Yeah. I'm sure the information is on there, but I like to think that most people pulled oh, these numbers. Right where it says budget. That's where it's listed. Okay. So then I will say that <laughs> Justice League did not have budget on there. I didn't think I saw it either, but you know, it's, it is under Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman was $250 million. It grossed worldwide 873 million so okay. but again if you compare those releases to other marvel releases <laughs> right but they know they're not marvel they're never do they justin do <laughs> they i that's do fair they? that's fair <laughs> to quote slotty he says they're like a kid trying to copy off the smart kids paper but they really need glasses and won't admit yet so they can't even tell what they're copying <laughs> <laughs> fuck that's really good so <laughs> Because so, I mean, when, uh, you, when you look at things well, here, like Wonder Woman, so that but they have these one-off things that I think that's what keeps them coming back to the table. It's mm -hmm. so like to 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 Dave's point. I the reason I don't fully agree with that is because they could be putting their resources, directors, actors into more profitable or financially responsible things. What what do they have? Well, Justin, don't you have a like don't you random... have a project you'd like to get made? I do. <laughs> Just saying. What do you need? A million? Two million? You know what? I'll take a hundred. What a hundred million? million? Yes. And let me explain to you how that's going to benefit you. <laughs> let me pull up. My let me take. Board. Let me take a third yeah. of that budget and just tell you why it's going to be better off that you vote for me. I'm exactly. Tell you why. Yeah. So let me Wonder do a Woman, business plan the budget, for you. The budget was one forty nine, and they made eight hundred twenty one. Mm -hmm. So that one was out of the ball. Like they knocked that out of the ballpark Ooh. as far as DC's concerned. Because that's, again, DCocron84 says you guys know more about budgeting than me, but I would think you could spend $300 million on multiple movies and possibly make more overall. I guess it depends on the type of movie, though, right? Because this, this is where we get back into the, the mid-level. Like, if we're getting to the point where any movie you go see in the theater, if it's under 150 to $200 million, it's going to flop. Yeah. Well, it has Everything to be. Everything else goes to the streaming services. Yeah. It's like interesting because you, you're looking to get now like the stakes have been raised so much that you have to get you have like if you don't 
think about, I think you and I talked about this on a couple of podcasts ago is if you don't make, there was a, a movie that came out, it made like a hundred million dollars and we were just, or, or I think in its opening weekend, it made 40 million or something like that. And you and I were like, Oh, that's rough. But we're like, it made 40 fucking million dollars. Like when did that become a bad weekend? Depends on again. It always it's relative to well, how much is the budget and what does that sure, long tail look it was like? Only opening weekend. I know. Like, so I think things have just it. The whole paradigm has shifted about what what this industry as a business looks like. And I think the streaming services have had a have had a lot of impact on that. I think you're right, and I think also because we've we're now speaking almost a different language than we used to like 20 or 30 years ago right like what is considered a success nowadays right and when someone's like oh only a 40 million dollar opening weekend it's like well i mean because again you can do the math like well it's not going to get any higher than that and if your budget's 250 million that's not a good way to open like you want to try and get at least half of that in your opening weekend and so on and so forth like you can see how that affects things and whatnot but you know to see like a 10 15 million dollar movie make 40 million dollars you know in their opening weekend like that's a huge win even a 60 million dollar movie making 40 in its opening weekend yeah you've made almost all of it back in the opening weekend so again like that's yeah hey e207 thank you so much for the subscription Thanks, buddy. You're the best. You're the best. Um, And I think, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things where I look at this stuff because, like, take for example the Justice League, right? What they totally grossed. Doctor Strange beat that, and you know, Doctor Strange. That's not widely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a a great movie. I just now they wanted to rewatch it recently. I'm like, let's do it. Let's watch this movie. But not wildly known character. It's something that's like, this is the Justice League that has Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Cyborg, The Flat. Like, you got, that's the Avengers of that thing. And it's like, Doctor Strange beat that. It's like, you know, that's that's a problem. That's a real, real problem. This was a one-off character that only super nerds knew. They somehow morphed him into a box office behemoth. Yeah. Same same thing they did with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that no one saw coming. And all of a sudden now Marvel's sitting there with their big dick at the table going, what's next? Well, I mean, they did it with everything. They did it with Iron Man. (laughs) They did it with Captain America. Yeah. Thor. Let's not forget that Iron Man was never a prime Marvel character until the movie came out. Exactly. And then uh, they they took all this stuff and they were able to make it. And I love D. Cochran said, have Bloomhouse do a DC movie. Like, just... Find some because you know again. Let's take a look at uh, uh, Deadpool. Right, they had a yeah. relatively low budget of sixty million dollars. Right, they made a great movie out of it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's possible to do it. And now, granted, can you do Endgame level stuff? Probably not. Can you do Infinity War? Probably not. Probably but not. you can find. I would love to, especially if we're going to be doing, um, you know, yeah. sort of these single sort of like one-off movies have a creative studio or have people in that vein. I would love to see that. I would love yes. to see a uh, Taika Waititi type of take on a film. You know, I'm so yeah. I, I'm looking forward to James Gunn's suicide, suicide squad, right? Have someone take a creative spin on it and just have fun with it and see where it ends up. You know, you and I have talked for a long time about how that's one thing that we liked about um, 
civil or not civil war uh winter soldier was because it was essentially an espionage film set against a superhero backdrop Mm -hmm. and so taking these genres and playing with the genres putting them into a specific box and like all right how do we make so a straight up horror movie would be fucking awesome to see Mm -hmm. absolutely just like scare the shit and now in fairness dc does have something like that slated but you know i Again, when's that going to come out? I mean, you know? again, Fox was trying to do that with New Mutants, which I don't even know if that movie will ever see the light of day. But, you know, yeah. it was kind of the same thing. Like, we're going to take the idea of the X-Men and put it with a horror backdrop. Like, these right. kids, these mutants are put in this horrific place, and they're trying to find their way out using their powers. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I love, I love those takes on it. I think it's fun to do genre-bending stuff with these sort of classically known stuff. I mean... That's why I think those kind of bizarre movies like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter were so like fun cult movies where it's like, wait, what? We're taking this historical figure and he's what, a vampire hunter? This is insane. It's like, yeah, but it's intriguing because you're like, oh, we're taking these things and we're we're flipping it. We're making it fun. I, I find that stuff just so interesting where I'm like, that's a creative approach to it. And you know what? And, you know, I think D. Cochran 84 said this earlier. It's like, you got to have a good script, man. You got to have a good story. Yeah. That's what it kind of boils down to. And what I think a lot of people in the industry, when you get to a certain level, forget that. And we've, you know, again, we've talked about this and that's a very cliche thing to say because everyone realizes that. But right here again, he says uh, in our chat on uh, Twitch returns like $50 million for a company like Warner brothers also probably pisses off the investors. And so, and that's a very interesting point to make because to what you just said is that I think they've lost the concept of they're making movies, movies are storytelling. They're looking at this. It has shifted so much to if we don't for any movie we put out, if we do not clear $150 million in that opening weekend, we are a, a financial failure and then we have to retool and get yada yada yada. and that's not it's not true like again if you take a movie that costs like what deadpool did uh 58 million dollars even if it had only made 40 million dollars its opening weekend that would be a really strong opening weekend but they would not have seen it as such the fact that it's opening weekend it made 132 million they're just like that's the standard now. That's what we have to hit. And it ended up grossing worldwide over three quarters of a billion dollars. Yeah. Off of 60 million. Uh, and an that R-rated like, movie, no less, which is right. kind of hard to do. Right. But so, again, I think the investors lose sight of it. It's turned straight up into just let's how it's a, it's an it's it's the new stock market, basically. Well, it's true. I mean, think about it. If you're going to invest $600 in something and you get 50 bucks back. It's like, hey, man, thanks for lending me your money. Here's an extra 50 bucks on top of that. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't think that's worth it. Like, that's not <laughs> worth my time to give you $600. Right. And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to give you 650 It's like, thanks, man. I'd rather have $1,200, like double right. my investment, you know, or whatever. You know, so I get where people are like, yeah, that wasn't really what we thought. Because you're also thinking, if you're going to spend $300 million, now, again, that movie was also riddled with complications behind the scenes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, what is that money going towards? You know, what are we, what's the value add? I hate to say that corporate, you know, phrase, what's the value add on the I feel digital gross. effects here? Cause you look at $300 million, you're like, this thing is going to be a gorgeous, gorgeous film. And you look at it, you're like, what the fuck is this? Why does cyborg <laughs> look like a goddamn abomination? 
Like, why does oh, well, Abomination look like a cave troll? You know, why is everything in this dark red background? Like, it just right, doesn't right. look good for $300 million. And then you look at Endgame, again, probably pretty comparable budget. And you look at that beautiful portal scene. It looks like almost like a beautiful matte painting where everything's right. coming together. And you're like, this is awesome. Like, it's just... Natalie wanted to watch Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back over the weekend. I was like, let's do it. Let's have fun. See you in six nice. hours. Here we go. And just watching it, I'm just like, this is such a good thing. Like, this is yeah. so beautiful. Like, it's just lovely. And you're like, that's a return on an investment. Now, granted, also good stories built up for that. But, oh, Jared, leave it alone with Superman Returns. That movie is <laughs> average at best. Average at best, sir. No, Jared, you keep it up. You stand <laughs> by your fucking principles, Jared. I support you. Stand by your man. I support you. Uh, when after after Rob's episode last week, I jumped on. It got me thinking. I'm like, I haven't seen this movie since I saw it the first and only time. Eh, maybe let me see if I can. It's not readily available. I'll just look up clips. I got sucked into a probably an hour plus clipathon. I should have just watched the movie again, but I could not get over how bad upon a second viewing, how bad those graphics really were. What in Superman like, Returns? Sa- no, oh. no, no, no. That was a beautiful movie. Um, it was set against a a a wonderfully artistic backdrop. I'm talking about Justice League. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like again, cyborg. I looked at that. I'm like, oh, this looks like a college student's attempt at acing an After Effects final. Like it was the the part of his face that was metal was as he as the actor would move his head a little bit. Yeah. It was shifting like it was just the tracking on it was wrong. That fucking mustache scene again. <laughs> well, so it's so interesting because you oh. see stuff all the time where you've got just fans of stuff that are way more qualified and talented than the people that are getting made to do it. Now I'll also say that these studios are probably outsourcing a lot of this work as well to oh, yes. you know other places. But I was reading an article the other day where they were talking about how, uh, oh, was it? I don't know who owns uh, the Lucille Ball show or the, I love okay. Lucy. I don't know who owns it, but whatever they did is they colorized it. They added color to the show okay. and they made Lucille's hair look like, a Cheetos puff color. Like it looked like Cheetos orange instead of like her natural red. And a fan went back and just decided they were going to color correct it. And they did it infinitely better. Right. Just like you also found that clip of with uh, the Irishman and doing like de-aging. And there's a fan that did it better than the people that were getting. It's like. Instead of the de-aging, he just put it. He put deepfake technology on it readily available open source deepfake technology based off of these characters or these actors other movies done yeah and it looked light years better and you know and i don't know what that says or anything like that i'm not i mean it's just it's just that i guess if you have enough time on your hands you can accomplish anything so to speak if you have the time and the desire the world is your oyster right i don't know that brings up a good why do you, why do you think? Because it the studios, I I refuse to believe that the studios don't know that it could look better. The studios have to know if random fans out there, because there's some guy who's probably sitting in there 
and showed it to his nephew and his nephew's like, that looks like dog shit. I could do it better. You know, like there's, <laughs> there's gotta be people in that room who are watching the screening going, guys, like I could, I could literally give this to my niece and she could make this look exponentially better than what it is. Why do you think the movies or movie studios are so complicit? And it can't be a money thing because these fans are doing it at home for free. Well, I think it's a matter of, it's got to be time and money, right? How much time I, I, do they, I can't, it's, it's got to be deadlines and stuff like that, that, right? But at the same time, I don't know, but man, this is like a great these, question. Like I have, stand. there's so many variables, right? Because right? there's a level of shit. We got to get this out. We had a deadline. We had an agreement. Get it out. I don't care if Lucille Balls looks like a flaming hot Cheeto, you know? <laughs> right. As Slotty said, well, maybe like, we could do the, the tie-in with the flaming hot Cheetos. Maybe that could be an advertiser. Right. Who knows? You know? That's good product placement. Desi Arnaz just walks in <laughs> inexplicably eating a bag of Cheetos that did not They just somehow the crop it in. It's somehow in the background. Right. Like, you know, it was Or instead of the, the chocolate down the conveyor belt, it's just Cheetos, Cheetos coming down. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, we've completely digitally remastered the show. Yeah, it's just I look because I, I would I would find it hard to believe that people would be like, yeah, that looks good, thumbs up, because it looks terrible. Like I just can't believe it. I have to believe it's something. It's it's got to be it's got to be something. Just it's got to be. There's a deadline that they have to meet. They have to do that, and then someone just goes, ah, oh, fuck it, and they just give it the thumbs up or whatever. Like I, I mean, what are they gonna do? Not release it? Are yeah, they gonna spend I, I mean, more money to get the coloring right? I mean, I don't know, man. I again, I again, because it's not like the people at home are spending two years doing it. Like yeah. most of these people can have this turned around in a matter of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I again, I'm with you there, man. Like, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. I mean, again, going back to transition slightly to the guy who made the Astartes like short films on YouTube for the Warhammer 40k universe. Oh, Someone yeah. hire that man to make a movie about anything. His, <laughs> his skills are phenomenal. Hire that man. Like he did right. all that stuff by himself. Sound design, just just animation, all of it. Like it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's like everyone's just like, how does this guy not? He does this for fun. Fucking right. give this guy thirty million dollars. And let him go play. Like, it doesn't even have to be that crazy. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, those are the things that drive me nuts where I'm like, you, everyone, everyone can see how amazing this is. Fucking pick this guy up. Have right. him do something. Yeah. It's those, it's those people who you sit there and you just go, like, it's the Freddie Wongs. Yes. Exactly. Like, like, and his, and his, now, his studio is definitely, Rocket Jump Studio, definitely getting, uh, work and everything but again you look at someone like that who they started out just fucking around and they built themselves this reputation they built out this 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 career for themselves because they're amazing at it but there are people like freddie wong's and his and his people it they're out there there are so many talented people who could have these studios movies looking so much better if they would just hire them and i guarantee it would not cost them the 30 million dollars that uh, HBO Max is pumping into Snyder's movie. They could probably do it for half that and have it look twice as good. Well, I think part of it has to be just a, just an unequivocal lack of awareness of what's out there, right? There's no A&R scouts out there looking for the next, you know, but but it's not like Freddie Wong is, is like an unknown. Like in the YouTube community, he's like, 
he he's well known, right? Like they have yeah. what is it? What what's the convention they have every year? What is it? The oh, it's a stream. Is it StreamerCon? No, something it's, like uh, I can't forget oh, what shit. it's called. I used to know it. Yeah, but but take that for example. Like those, it's a big yeah. thing. People. I keep seeing stuff uh, from that site tube filter like that. That's like all these people are getting picked up for the thing. So there's, there's now it seems like there's a bigger pulse on it, but at the same time, and who knows, maybe those guys like Freddie Wong are like, fuck you. I'm not doing anything because VidCon. I want to VidCon. Like I want to do my own shit. Like, um, uh, yeah, I you know. And good more power to him if that's the case. Cause I just also news came in that mixer is basically going under. They're shutting down. And really? instead now mixer then has, Turn it over to Facebook Gaming, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, but all the big guys like Ninja and Shroud that were on there, essentially, I think they both they had like their contracts or whatever. They basically were like, "Nah, we're not going over to, we're not going to Facebook Gaming. You have to pay buy us out." Like, yeah, <laughs> because they're like, "Fuck that, fuck Facebook." Yeah, we're not going to do that. And it's just another one of but those situations. They, they just jumped Twitch to go to. To Mixer, Mixer, right? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And then Mixer's like, in 30 days, we are shutting down and it will become Facebook gaming. It's like, oof, yikes. So that begs the question, then, where are they going to go? <laughs> I mean, who, I mean come, they, could, they, go, they could go back to Twitch. I mean, yeah. the thing that sucks is they have to rebuild those communities all over again. I'm That's sure true. I'm sure Twitch would be like, come on back. Right. Come to Papa. We'll have you. We'll have I'm you. sure immediately people will pick up, you know, all that sort of stuff. They'll hop back in. They'll see that stuff again. It just sucks to have to rebuild all that again. But, you know. Etoy07 goes, Facebook gaming from the creators of Farmville. That's, I saw someone else post on, an, on a comment on the day. They're like, what do they have there? Like, bingo? Like, what's, what, bingo what gaming? Bash. That game used to be the shit. What games do they, do right. they have on there? Like. Oh my God! Facebook gaming. I'm like, ugh, <clears throat> no, no, thank you. I no, wouldn't like to do that at all. No. But the idea that those guys were essentially like, nah, I'm good. I don't need this other contract. I don't need this. You know, there's uh, there's very few people in the world that do have that ability to essentially say no. Right. I'm good. I don't need that. I was listening to a podcast recently. I think it was with Bill Burr, where he was essentially giving advice to any new and upcoming comedians he's like here's what you do, here's what you want to do to don't get fucked by by people in the business yeah he's like don't ever give a portion of ownership of your podcast or anything that you own because you know it, it, it's 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 a bunch a bunch of horse shit because you'll be tied yeah. to them and even if you like you leave the manager still owns a, a portion of it it's like if they're gonna tell you that um what is it because they're trying to do this with Bill Burr and his, like, um, his city, something like he had to, I forget, there's some sort of crazy, ridiculous, nonsense math that's like, well, you got to pay this, and then we get this, and it's like, what the fuck? Uh, they told a story with Jim Brewer. He was filming his special, his comedy special, and the management company at, like, the last minute said they wanted portion of the door of the money of the ticket sales for the special. And Jim Brewer's like, no, why? They're like, well, they're here because of the production. He goes, no, they're here to see me. They're my fans. Right. And he took them to court over it. Like they, and he won, wow. but it was just yeah, like, good. these these guys were essentially like, we need a portion of the door because right. the production's what's bringing them in. It's like, fuck you. No. And the thing is, if it wasn't Jim Brewer, if it wasn't Bill Burr, if it wasn't someone who had the means to fight it, because Jim Brewer could could sit there and just go, no, fuck you. I'm not like, no, you know? Yeah. Bill Burr's got the money. He's got fuck you money now. 
Yeah. You know, he can say that. And people have to, people are, people want him to perform. So they're going to, they can't argue it. But if you're some poor schlub who's just starting, or he or she is just starting to get your, your, your empire off the ground and you're just starting to come up and someone pulls that shit, you might be in a position where you have to be like, fuck, all right, I have to give into this because I need, I need to do this show to go to that next level. Yeah. That's, that's a real shitty business practice. Yeah. It is. And, and, Bill Burr's response to that was say no and just keep grinding. He's like, yeah. if they're coming to buy something, give you, he goes, all it's going to do is you're just, you're probably like two years behind hanging there for like two more years and you'll be good. Like, and that's, that's a great point too, because if they're, if they're offering money, if they want a piece of it, they see something, mm -hmm. they see potential. And so they want in. So that's a good indicator to mm -hmm. you that, Oh, the, the, the wolves are coming sniffing now. Yeah. So that means that I've got something that people want now. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, they just want a piece of the ownership. They don't really want to do anything. They just right. want to get a percentage of it. And somehow they're exactly. going to elevate you and, and things and things like that. And I think there's uh, nowadays it's so easy to produce your own content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the gatekeepers and the walls are so low these days. Now, the problem yeah. with that is that there's so much noise, right? Right. Mind We've Gap Podcast isn't shouting from the tops of all rooftops out there. Like, we have an awesome community. I love everyone as our community, but we're small. We're small and mighty. But we're, there's a lot of other things out there, you know. We're screaming underwater and a few bubbles are hitting the surface. That's yeah. where we are right now. I'm going to go to twitch.tv right now and just see, like, real quick. Uh, there is. Like who's the top person? Oh, there's nothing. Let's um, be like, usually when I come in here, there's like, I don't know. Uh, oh, like right now. Uh, RAC Music and Performing Arts. This guy has fifteen thousand viewers right now, and he's just playing some EDM music. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's th that's the world that we're competing with in in all right. this sort of stuff because the walls are are small but mighty, just like my prom night. Thank you, Jervis. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> small, small and mighty. But I, I I like that. I appreciate the the sense that you know. I love the fact that there's technology out there that allows us to do what we're doing right now, that we can have our own podcast, that we can stream on Twitch, that we can hang out with these all freaking awesome people and just have fun. We can stream video games. We can have this community, and it's great. It's awesome. It's yeah. amazing. Whereas 20 years ago, <laughs> the thought of doing this was like, we're going to have a, a closed-circuit TV. Um, it, was, it was public access television. Right. It, it was, was Wayne's World. It was the... It was the uh, <laughs> The radio, the radio station I had in college that no one yeah. listened to. Right, um, exactly. We were an internet station, but nobody listened to no. WAUG ninety-seven point nine FM. Like no one, no one listened to that shit. Right. Or, or the one that we had at Columbia, eighty-eight point one WCRX Chicago's Underground. Yeah, it's like no one listened to that. You know, um, it, Jervis says I look forward to you starting your your OnlyFans soon. <laughs> So you're not familiar that's with OnlyFans. That's where Doug does his setups with no shirt on. That's yeah, that's right. On OnlyFans.com slash mindgap. That's where I pop out my ribs and I really get to it. You know what I mean? Get you want to talk it. about hydrate. You want to talk about those damn ribs. I take care of that problem real quick on OnlyFans.com. People can't get enough gobby. That's me, Daddy. <laughs> I love these sound bites. Damn those ribs indeed, sir. Damn those ribs indeed. God, that looks so gross and phallic. I love these. I'm so glad I was right? able to pull these. <laughs> Self-gobby. <laughs>
You know what else that you you know what else you see on OnlyFans dot com slash mindgap? I just poop ejaculated my moist missile. Yep. If you ever want to see someone poop ejaculate their moist missile, come on over to OnlyFans.com forward slash mindgap backslash Doug's ribs. Go to OnlyFans.com slash Uncle Doug's puzzle basement. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. figure some shit out, baby. Mm. Oh, I don't like that. I have a horrible taste in my mouth now. You're welcome. It's just my yeah. sweat. Um, oh, God. In other news, Joel Schumacher died today. Speaking of Batman. <laughs> Speaking of bat, bad, bad, bad news. Bad, uh, bad. Holy bat news, Batman. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was, uh, died at 80 years old from complications from cancer, I believe. And uh, yeah, um, really prolific uh, director and producer, writer. Um, he unfortunately was responsible for the uh, Val Kilmer and uh, George Clooney Batmans, but that's okay. They all can't be winners. He also did St. Elmo's Fire. You I know, know he did uh, that. Yeah, and um, was it was it the Lost Boys? No, the, he did do Lost Boys, which yes. is a an amazing movie. Have you seen that? Not, I've seen clips, but I've not seen top to bottom. Oh, dude, my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> there is this. It's such a night because when did that come out in the nineties or was it eighties? Oh, it's like it's the late eighties. It yeah. feels like a late eighties, and it was, dude. Dude, it was. <laughs> there's a part where they're like, "We're gonna go hang out at the town, like party," and it's at a beach. And there's this dude, this shirtless dude, long hair, like necklace, and he's up there in like these tight leather pants, and he's got the mic and he's singing, and he's like gyrating, and everyone's on the beach, like, "Yeah, this is great." But at one point, he pulls out a saxophone and he starts playing a saxophone all sexy like and i'm like oh my god and everyone is there is like i'm into this man i'm like no one would be into this and it is so weird and it's like that is a true guilty pleasure of mine like that movie is bonkers and i love it i absolutely love it i may it. have to i may have to go back you and got Kiefer out, sutherland but... in it you got uh oh yeah the yeah. Corys are in it Corey feldman and the late Corey. Hey. there there it goes yeah um it is, it is wild. It's yeah. such a wild movie. But I remember just watching that. Like it was years after the fact. I'm like, oh, Lost Boys. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? This is insane. Why? Why is this movie? I'm like, ah, oh, this is so much fun. And then another one is Flatliners. Have you ever seen that? I have not seen that one. No. They remade it. Unfortunately, I was like, doesn't need to be remade. Uh, but the conceit was is that these young med students figured out how to kill themselves, but then bring themselves back. Oh, I remember the conceit of the story. Yes, 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 yes. It's got Kiefer Sutherland uh, and some other famous people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, what's what's her name? That lady, you know, Julia Roberts. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, William Baldwin, Oliver Platt. Got some real good folks in there. It's very interesting. It's an interesting concept. And when they go to the other side, they don't know what they bring back with them. They come back. Dun, dun, dun! What I love most about that movie, too, is like this med school seems like it's taking place in an abandoned building. 
And I'm like, what what med school is this? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's crazy. Billy Baldwin, uh, the Bush Light of Baldwins. I don't know. You familiar with Daniel Baldwin? That guy is a special type of Baldwin. Do not besmeech. Besmirch. Besmeech? Besmeech. Whatever you want. Don't speak ill of the Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> don't speak sick of Daniel Baldwin. Icky, icky, speak, speak of Daniel Baldwin. So one goes so delicious. <laughs> but but uh, I, yeah. I heard an interview with uh, uh, Schumacher today where they were playing some clips of him. And he actually, he explained, which I thought was interesting because I'd never really heard an explanation for why Batman Forever was Batman Forever. Or sorry, no, Batman and Robin. Why that one was what it was, mm -hmm. uh, which was arguably a just horrible movie but he said that he's he was like we'd had 50 years of dark brooding my parents are dead batman i wanted to i wanted to show that it was a comic book and i wanted to have fun with it and i wanted to basically turn it on its head and make it a comedy and i was like i never picked up on the fact that it was an intentionally it was intentionally supposed to be a comedy I always thought it was trying to be the next uh, Tim Burton Batman, but just done in a very 90s way. I never picked up on the fact that it was intended to be almost slapstick satire, question mark. You know what? I, I Does kind that of a, change your opinion on it? I all? appreciate it because that to me um, shows some severe self-awareness. And he knows I there was a there was something that was stated that either it was caught on camera or it was recorded somewhere where he was doing an interview and as he was interviewing someone's like you kill you ruined batman and he just real quickly goes i know like he just was like <laughs> so so much of a like i know like he took a shot at it and he's like eh, what are you gonna do and i i, I kind yeah. of appreciate that about his approach to it is he he took a shot at something i didn't i don't like the movie i saw it one time in the actual theater yeah. I think my mom wanted to see it, and it was a depressing theater experience. It was my mom, <laughs> me, I think two other people in the theater. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. or maybe I saw. It, I don't know. It was just. It was a sad experience. I did not like it. It was like it's, yeah. it just because to go from Batman and Batman Returns, to then Batman Forever, which is definitely one of the more forgettable ones, and then I disagree. Batman Forever, I feel like, is the second least worst. <laughs> I just don't remember much about it. Like I just Jim, I, Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones. You don't. I know they're in it. Yeah, I know the characters they play. I, Val right. Kilmer was very forgettable as Batman or Bruce Wayne for me. Oh um, man, that's where his detectiveness came out. He was solving all of uh, the Riddler's riddles. <laughs> Edward Enigma. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Come um, on. It's just I don't know. It, it to to transition. Because part of it was they were saying that was part of the same universe, right? So to go from Batman and Batman Returns was really dark. I remember watching that movie in the theater yeah. and being scared as a kid, like, fuck, the penguin is terrifying. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, and then to go from that movie to Batman Forever, I was like, huh, this feels <laughs> different. This doesn't feel the same. To then go to Batman and Robin, we're like, wow, we've just, Batskates, you know, like, right. You know, so. I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate, you know, his attempt at what he did. And what I love more is the fan theory that that movie is actually a movie that is shown in the Batman universe. 
as, have heard this yes. as the depictions of like what Batman has done. Like it's some so it's like super meta. Like, like his ethos or his his legend or mythos has has yeah. preceded him. That yeah. like some Hollywood director like heard about him and then did a movie about him in that universe. Like I think that's that's that, the best. That makes it so. I want that. Yes. <laughs> Sir Lloyd A. Four says that's probably Kilmer's worst movie. Soiled the legacy of Mad Morgan. What about? Dude, what about him as Doc Holliday in Tombstone? That is, I love, God damn. I love that role. Oh, man. I, I, th- I'll i be a Huckleberry. I might need to pull that for a fucking soundbite. Dude, I, I, I finally that movie went on sale on Apple on Apple Movies for five bucks, and I was like, oh, done. Nice. <laughs> Got it. Fun fucking movie. Oh, man. I love it really, so much. We watched that one for one of the ICMCs as well. Oh, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Horribly inaccurate historic wise, like history wise. Oh, just firm disagree. <laughs> <laughs> After watching it for the billionth time, I was like, well, let's uh you know, let's go back and see, like, let's just see. I never looked up the history. I was like, whoa, this is he is not the hero we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole p- posse he puts together was not okay. Was not sanctioned. Um, like there was a lot of things he did. Like that were like uh uh-uh. uh. Like his whole yeah. the idea that he had this reputation, dude. He 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 punched a politician in the face and got fired from Dodge City in Kansas. And then he decided to move out west to make to get rich. Like he's not a good person, but we're supposed to believe right. that he is. <laughs> Which is so funny because. I watched the Wyatt Earp, you know, movie with Kevin Costner. I couldn't even get through it because I think he was playing more of the historical accuracies in that movie. Like he's a fuck up. He's like stealing horses and whatever. I'm like, this isn't Wyatt Earp. And then I look back. I'm like, oh no, that is. That's exactly who he was. He was a fuck up. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) Which after reading that, I was like, oh, this movie, uh, huh? This movie is not quite, uh, doesn't hold itself and i'm like oh this is not super accurate sir sir loin is calling me he said i think you've i think you've drug wyatt earp's good name through the mud in another episode doug did i wyatt earp is doug's thomas edison i fucking hate thomas edison fuck that guy that fuck that guy multiple times i can't stand thomas edison that guy stole all of his shit i've seen the prestige i know what he did Fucking Thomas Edison. That's the thing. I Again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I would love to somehow like just get a peek at these wonderful historical figures and just go back in time and just for like a day or a week or something, just observe them and be like, huh, were you as, are you as cool as they said you were? Right. Like was Achilles as big of a badass as they said he was? Or was it just like people just ha- could tell stories really well, you know? Like what what were they really like? And what were they? What were their achievements, really? You know, especially for someone like Wyatt Earp that wasn't too far removed from where we are today. I mean, he died, what in the 1900s? You know, like early yeah. 1900s, somewhat. And Doug, it's just, it's just too bad you wouldn't be able to go back for a week because you wouldn't be able to eat. Therefore, you'd die. Depends on how far back you go. No, 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 no. From according to what you're saying, you go back a week in time, and I'm dead. I won't be able to handle the bacteria. You're talking about, okay, you think early 1900s? You think you could do it? I don't think early 1990s. You you couldn't handle 1990s? No, I don't think anyone could. Your delicate little butthole couldn't handle it? No. 
My, my delicate little butthole couldn't handle it. Your delicate little butthole couldn't handle a hamburger from McDonald's in the 1990s. My lord, child. You, I honestly think I could go back earlier than the 1900s, and I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's your, that's your contention. Go- You're like, take me back to Jesus. I'm going to eat some food back then, and I'll be A-OK. He'll save me. I'll just eat. I'll... Here, Doug, I'm going to eat the bread. I'm going to drink the wine. And I'm going to eat fish. I'm going to be a pescatarian. And if anything happens, he just gives you a kiss on the lips, open mouth, and then you're good. Right. <laughs> Sir Lloyd A4 says, Yo! The Zima! <laughs> What's that? He goes, No, the Zima! From the 90s. <laughs> I thought it was a Sprite, but it's not! <laughs> it's a Zima. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I'm fascinated by just, you know... Like, really, was Helena Troy that hot? Was she? You know? Was she worth going to war over? Was she? Inquiring minds need to know. We need to know. TMZ, get on it. Get get on it, TMZ. (laughs) Exclusive. Helena Troy, she was a six and a half. (laughs) TMZ. Was Helena Troy as hot as everyone says she was? Well, it's just like at nine o'clock. It's like when you find out, um, you know, like we used to call everything brontosaurs, you know? Well, turns out that was a whole lie because it was just two guys competing to find dinosaur bones and they made shit up. And I was like, <laughs> brontosaurus isn't a real thing. They're like, no, technically it's not. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's what I learned. You know, it's very hard to wrap your head around that. It's crazy. And it's yeah. yeah. The more, the more, you know, the more you're the- disappointed in us as a people for for a long time, I refused to accept that Pluto wasn't a planet. <laughs> See, that when one was, was easy to me. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was like, no, I, that you can't, you can't just, you can't do that. You just can't do that. All right, hold on, Etoy. You say you think they, they brought back the Brontosaurus? Okay. <laughs> I need, I need, need links. I need to know. I do agree, Sir Lord eighty four. Brian Cox was amazing, amazing as Agamemnon. Troy is another one of those guilty pleasure movies of mine. Where I'm like. It's not great, but I do enjoy watching it. Oh, God, he sent a link. Hold on. They're reinstating it. What? All right. Read it to me, Doug. National History Museum. Brontosaurus reinstating a prehistoric icon. Ah! Brontosaurus is this. Recorded, was discovered in this. Scientists had started to question the fossils. Used the name. Actually came from another dinosaur. Remarkably similar to Apatosaurus. Uh, the first name published gets yeah, priority. Brontosaurus was relegated to scientific history and the fossils reassigned to Apatosaurus. That was until a study in 2015 unexpectedly found evidence that Brontosaurus was distinct from Apatosaurus all along, signaling the reinstated status of this iconic dinosaur. Done. I'm going to be done, very, done. very honest with you. I stopped listening halfway through. Well, good news, Justin. It's coming back. <laughs> good. All I need to know is, can I still wear my brontosaurus underwear? That's all I need to know. Or do I need to throw them is back? Is the brontosaurus out? underwear like, you know, just the body, but right where the, you know, the little little dick slip is, that's where the brontosaurus's head comes out? God, that looks so gross and phallic. That's actually a line from Beth. <laughs> she said that? Yeah. God, that's so gross and phallic. (laughs) 
How many holes? Oh. How many holes or racing straps do they have, Justin? <laughs> Slotty wants to know. Well, I mean, I did have them when I was ten, so I hate that. I hate that they call those racing stripes. I really do. I don't, I don't <laughs> like that at all. <laughs> Wait, why? Why are we? The, why are we making this so so fun? It's not. You talking about skid marks? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> See, skid marks. I like a little bit more. Skid it's marks like, makes sense. What I the hell? Ejaculated my moist missile. What the hell? That's just skid it out here in this in these undies. You know what I mean? <laughs> not like. Oh, wait. Woo! I'm going fast. How fast you going, man? <laughs> I don't know. I got poop streaks. That's what I got. See, that's what that should be. And by the way, you almost made me do a spit take with that. So <laughs> I thought that fart noise was one you threw in there, but I was, you actually made that one. Hey, you're welcome. Either way, sharding equates to racing, says Slotty. Right. That's why NASCAR that. is not a sport. Throwdown. <laughs> what an awesome transition. <laughs> Got all serious. <laughs> Not quite sure where to go with that. Like, so, cool. Throw right down. <laughs> um, well, we have uh, we have a couple of people on this the stream to think tonight, specifically Etoy, who we did uh, kind of uh, glance over his question and very emphatically ask, guys, what's your bat list? And then he said his bat list is Bale Connor. Is it Conroy? Conroy. Kevin Con Conroy, uh, so Bale, Conroy, Lego, Affleck, Keaton, West, Clooney, Kilmer, in that order. Not bad. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not quite sure what my list would be. I will think on that, but that helped to uh, solidify today's throwdown, which is going to be Val Kilmer's Batman versus George Clooney's Batman. Well, here's the thing. We know that oh, George... Wait. Today's throwdown is forgot the sound effects. George Clooney Batman versus Val Kilmer Batman. Dun dun dun. Um, <clears throat> it's just tough because it's been so long since I've seen Batman Forever. Um, but I know that Batman and Robin Batman has his own bat card, like credit card. So, oh fuck, that's true. Oh so my god, that. that's so true. So he's got that. He's also got bat skates. I know that much. I want to ask you a serious question about the bat card. Okay. Is he positing that he's, does he really believe that no one can like follow the money and trace back who finances the bat card? Who's the underwriter? Well, I'm sure. Is it Wayne enterprises? I'm sure it's a partnership with visa. You know, it's everywhere you want to be at the time. It was probably Amex. Probably. I'm sure it has some really great, you know, perks. He probably gets bat miles and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I get 5% back on all bat-related items. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever I buy my equipment, I always use the bat card because, you know, I just get 10% cash back. You know what I mean? Like, it's great. <laughs> Don't concuss criminals without it. <laughs> You know, it's really great for paying off people after I give them <laughs> horrific injuries and I get sued. <laughs> sure, I may mangle people and make sure that they never walk again. Some people are left as vegetables. But one thing that I make, I made a solemn vow to myself. I will always cover all of their hospital bills. And how am I able to do that, you might ask? 
bat card by Amex. <laughs> Sly says that's why he slings those batarangs like he's tossing candy off a parade float. <laughs> I'll just get more on the bat card. <laughs> Alfred, did we pay the bill this, this month? <laughs> I need more batarangs. Again? My, oh, my credit is horrible. <laughs> it's okay. I'm Bat Bruce credit. Wayne. I mean Batman. <laughs> slowly going. Oh. The card is lined with lead, so he's slowly going insane as he carries it around. Um, so I guess as I think about this, like, I don't know, like, it's been, again, it's been so long since I've seen Batman Forever. I feel like Batman takes down the Riddler and Two-Face. I feel like the Riddler is a more intellectual bad guy, but we're talking about two Batmen, the physical confrontation. Now, let's not forget that any time he's appeared in our throwdown prior, we have brought into account the fact that he would have thought out ways to defeat his enemy. Yeah, but have these Batmen showcased that? The only well, Kilmer has is more of a, and I'm going to use very large air quotes here, a detective <laughs> than Clooney was. That's what I'm thinking. He had to solve like, those riddles, but yeah. But I I do think that I do think that Kilmer or Clooney had more like toys, if you will. So he had those skates. He had nipples. He had a giant cod piece. I, I'm thinking, yeah, there seems like there'd be more ridiculous He's got gadgets. Robin and Batgirl. Yeah, he's not going to bring them to the fight, though. That's true. Because that's bullshit. Because um, technically Robin is shows up in Batman Forever also, so. There yes, but they don't have Batgirl. True. But, I don't know, I think, uh, I don't know, I feel like Clooney would have more ridiculous gadgets that would be eerily, that would work. No matter what. Like, he would have some sort of solution to whatever problem. And Val Kilmer's Batman does have some of that stuff. I particularly remember there's a scene where there's some sort of, like, blast that goes off. And he covers himself in his cape. And his cape somehow absorbs the fire. And he survives. But I feel like Clooney would have more of that at his disposal. So, yeah, he would be more prepared for whatever happens. I think physical combat is probably going to be negligible you know i'm just i'm looking through because one of them had because i'm pretty I'm sure looking... like even batman and robin like the batmobile was able to like shoot a grappling hook and like scale a building like <laughs> oh yes very much so insane it was stuff absurd like that. what he was able to do yeah clooney has the smolder says etoy man he's still got it okay but What's that mean in a fight? <laughs> in one of the movies, was this in, this had to be in Keaton's. There was bat stationary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I feel like that. <laughs> abs- absurd. Absolutely absurd. <laughs> Kilmer does have sonar. He's got a, uh, a tracking batter ring he can use. Oh, wait, there's the heat shield. Yeah. Also from Batman Forever, Bat Cape gets a workout. Yeah, he's got, I don't know, Kilmer's got some good shit. Yeah. But I think I there's know, just so many, so many ridiculous ones. 
He's or... got rockets in his boots. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Kilmer does. Rocket boots. He's got rocket boots, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I can barely say that. It's he just really winks at him, to... and the smolder disarms Kilmer. I don't think so. At that point, maybe nowadays, Kilmer would melt for multiple reasons. But I think at that time, Kilmer also had some pretty good looks. He was fresh oh, off yeah. The Saint, man. You know, that movie that everyone loved, The Saint. Kilmer in real life owned a bison ranch and a bison named James Brown. Worth mentioning. <laughs> Is it? If it took place now, Kilmer could just smother him and fight over. That's true, too. All right, honestly, I think I, I don't I can't remember specifically. I do know Kilmer had again. He had a lot of crazy shit. He had the the, the sonar mask, the, the eyelids that dropped down. He had a battering he could control with his belt or something. He had rockets in his boots. He had a lot of cool shit. But because Clooney has the bat card, he has access to buying so many more things. And consider the fact that this guy had skates built into his shoes, not knowing just that in, he was ever going to need to be on ice. Just, just but in just case. in case, he could go, bat skates, and they go, and they shoot out, and he's ready to go. That guy is annoyingly prepared for every stupid thing that's going to happen. So that's very true. Yeah, he's going to have an answer for anything that Val Kimmer throws at him, literally and figuratively. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then that, yeah, I think they were going over what was like the Statue of Liberty or something, and like the Bat Car made some ridiculous jump. Sure, that like, a car just based off physics could not make. So I just, you know what? Again, as much as I can't remember specifics, my gut tells me that it's Clooney Batman for the win. I think I'm going to go with Clooney. Batman for the win also. Clooney Batman for the win! And that's what that is. That's what it was. That was a yeah. fun one. I wish I had more to go on because I just haven't seen those recently. I'm I, like, too, I, I seemed checked out during that because I was trying to <laughs> quickly scroll through lists and like, find facts on what each Batman had. <laughs> Isn't Kilmer a Scientologist? L. Ron will make sure Clooney goes down. <laughs> you know, hey, look, you're not wrong there either. There's a lot of good arguments for there's Bison, there's L. Ron Hubbard, there's a whole bunch of shit. I love that the random thing, just so it's aware, uh, he owned a Bison ranch and he had one yeah. that was named uh, James Brown. Just, just need to mention that. Christian scientist. Either way, he's batshit. <laughs> Ooh. I see what you did there, Slotty. Well done. Good stuff. Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? So I watched a couple movies. I'm going to very strongly recommend Knives Out. Okay. That's on Prime right now, isn't it? That is on Prime, yes. So go watch it. So, so much fun. Uh, Did not see some of the twists coming. Some of them were pretty like, oh, I could see that, but that was still done very fun. Uh, well acted. It is just a great time. So uh, I'm also going to, I cannot stress enough how much I do not recommend this movie. <laughs> the 2019 version of Hellboy. Do not under any circumstances, watch this movie. I, love... I made the mistake. Go, Go ahead. For it. Go for it. No, please. No, I want to hear. I was say, I love your curiosity. In general with life and the fact that the other day you were like live messaging me about what was going on in the Dark Tower 
And I was like, dude, turn it off. You're like, oh, what's this kid up to, huh? What's happening here? I'm like, just don't shut it off. But you're just curious. You're so curious. And I, I've had that happen too. Some movies yeah. I'm like, this is going to be bad, but I'm going to go see it anyway. Warcraft yep. was one of those. Um, but so how, how bad was it? Where do I, how do I describe this? Um, you know the graphics for Justice League? Yeah. Worse. Oh. Yeah. When he was fighting giants, I was like, oh boy. He's not really there. That's not a real giant. <laughs> I've seen those before. They don't look There's, like that. There, I'll say, yeah, I, I would say about on par graphically, um, maybe a little under, but about on par with the Justice League where you're just like, oh man, come on, you guys put a lot of money into this, presumably. Where did that money go? Question mark, yeah. please, I tell me. Um, uh, David Harbour, his acting was great. I liked him as Hellboy. The movie was... And, and the actor, the his his counterpart in that, I can't remember what the actress's name was. Uh, them as actors in the movie, good. The movie as itself, as, as a whole, oh, fucking dog shit. It was yeah. just so bad. I can't... Uh, I don't know if it was, you know what? I would be curious to have you watch it and, and tell me why you didn't like it because I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot verbalize why it was so, so bad. Nice. So bad. Nice. So don't watch it except Doug, watch it. Okay. Challenge accepted. That's one of those ones where I'm like, you know what? I'm curious enough. I should probably yeah. check it out. I just have such a hard time finding time to watch stuff these days. Like I'm so with this goddamn puppy. <laughs> Spoiler alert, in case anyone doesn't know, I have a puppy now, and it is (laughs) fucking exhausting. It's like having a second child. And between that and just doing other stuff, like I have such a limited window of time to do things. (laughs) that I'm like creatively trying to work on that stuff, and I'm like, I don't have time for movies! Um, Except I watched, you know, Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back. But that was on the weekend. It was different. Um, So what I'd like to recommend is... If you guys are into strategy games, there's a really fun, like you're talking like real-time strategy, fun, silly, quick games. It's called Circle Empires. Um, it's it's a really fun, just like build your army, take over stuff. And it's super quick rounds and it's fun. It's it's really fun. Essentially, you start in a circle and you, depending on the game mode that you play, you either try to conquer all the circles or you try to take out the other team. There's multiplayer with it if you want to. I fucking love that those kinds of games. Like those, I saw it. I'm like, oh, I gotta get this. You can build all sorts of different types of armies with different types of things. Um, it's super fun. Uh, really enjoy it. Uh, so again, it's called. It's really cheap too. I think on Steam, it's called Circles, uh, Circle Empires. Let's see how much it is, real quick. I think it's relatively cheap. Because you that, really do like those those kind of th- oh, those yeah. are games that I always uh, I've always struggled with, but you are so into those, and I love that. I just so while you're look yeah go ahead go ahead. No, I was gonna say while you're looking that up, Slotty said he agreed. He made the mistake, and there are no takesies backsies after watching <laughs> Hellboy. I asked him to help me out. Why did he not like it? He said I get your ineffable feeling of suck that pervades <laughs> the movie. It just seemed like it didn't have any of the charm, the original, and tried mm. to cash in on it. Yeah, That's a really mm. good way of saying it, yes. And also, at the end of the movie, I'm going to spoil it for everyone. So if you don't want to hear this, mute, skip 15 seconds or whatever. But at the end of the movie, he's the king of England. 
question mark. Now I really don't want to see it. <laughs> I was so confused by that point. I, I, I sat there and I went, huh. And right. about 12.30, like midnight 30, 12.45, approaching 1 a.m., I paused the movie and I saw I had about just over 30 minutes left. And I went, this is, this is my decision now. Do I do this? And I'm like, yeah, I need to see if he actually becomes the king of England. That's not a good, uh, it's not a good moment when that happens. So yeah. Americans just don't understand monarchies. Thank you, Jervis. You know what? You are not wrong. That is an <laughs> accurate statement. I will, co- I will, I will cop to that. Anyway, Circle Empires is $8 yes. on Steam. Eight bucks. Oh, easy. It's so much fun. Check it out. I highly recommend it. There's also the other version of that called Circle Empires Rivals if you want the multiplayer aspect to it, plus a little bit of a expansion. That's totally worth it. Highly recommend it. So check that out. Love uh, it. Love it. Um, gang, don't forget, next Saturday, June 27th, we will be doing our video game stream, and uh, I will be playing Divinity Original Sin 2, a really fun role-playing game. Come check it out and help me make decisions as things are going on. And if you're around and you're feeling saucy, maybe I'll make a character based on you. And you can be part of the party, which will be really, really cool. So super fun. Come hang out. That's 8 p.m. Central Time, June 27th. We'll be doing that. I think the following weekend we'll be doing some Jackbox games for 4th of July, so it'll be a really fun time. And then weekend after that will be Adventure 3 of Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy board game. We'll go back into that. So come check that out. Also, don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. That's where we post all of our videos as well as our highlight reels, especially including the one we just did last Saturday with the Dungeons and Dragons board game. It was a real hoot and a half. So go check out the highlight reel there. And Justin also exists digitally as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, wherever you can find and consume the podcast. You can share us around, like us, rate us, review us, subscribe to us, all those good things. The big one that we like is sharing. Just copy the link to whatever episode you like. Put it on your social media randomly and just say, hey, go back and check out this episode from two years ago. I find it to be interesting. So will you. Maybe. I don't know. And then uh, 2 slash mindgap. And then just 2 east eighth in general. Be on the lookout for fun things always. Yes, including uh, Justin's OnlyFans at Justin underscore Michael. Yes. Uh, I Well, you can. there is where you can support me. You can also come see me on camguys.com. There we go. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Uh Listeners, thank you. Twitch, thank you so much. You all are great. You all have a dandy fucking week. Be on me, Daddy. Mind Gap Podcast.